Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. If you don't have that, download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net, and we're there every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com. That's the hub for all of our free content all of our free content and yeah you can buy merchandise too if you want we got a ton of shirts including heat shirts there but our content which includes our obviously free the youtube channel but also all of our stories uh all of our columns everything else it's right there we cover all of the south florida teams we have access to all of them just like everybody else and you don't have to pay for a paywall also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network all of our sponsors are local all of them have helped us kind of get through covid come out through the other side um, and they can help you with one thing or another one of our friends is mark brown m-a-r-c brown pa.com now this is real estate litigation and transactions whether it's commercial or residential it's a law firm that also has a full service attorney-owned title company so it is a one-stop shop $295 $295 closing fee on all refinances and purchases when mentioning five reasons, right? 295 bucks on the closing fee on all refinances and purchases. Just have to mention five reasons. They handle evictions for landlords and tenants. So either side of it, and they offer flat fee evictions practicing for nearly 15 years. You can email them at MARC at markbrownpa.com. Go to markbrownpa.com or call the office at 954 566 5678. That's 954-566-5678. Now, before we get to today's episode, uh, one note. I spoke to Antonio Daniels prior to some information coming out about Bam Adebayo being doubtful for game two. So when we discuss Bam and the lineup, we're discussing it in the context that we expected Bam to play. Bam still could play. I'm not expecting Goran Dragic to play, but I just wanted you to understand that as Antonio and I go through the various lineups that may be possible for the Miami Heat. Enjoy the episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network, also on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio every day, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Today we've got the honor of speaking to uh, one of the members of the Pelicans broadcast down in New Orleans, also has a show on Sirius XM NBA, uh, where my my good buddy Andy King uh, works, so I said I would give him a shout-out. People know him down in South Florida. Uh, His his co-host... Uh, is Rick Kamla, and it is Antonio Daniels, played for 13 years in the NBA. Um, probably remember him best from the Spurs days. Antonio, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's, let's get into where we are in the series right now. Um, I feel like everything that could have gone wrong for the Heat in game one went wrong. A lot of people in Miami are blaming me for actually being here in Orlando because I tend to bring a jinx with me. Uh, although I, I, did, I, I, I didn't anticipate that their three best players would all get hurt um, during the game, and, and one of them seriously. Uh, but before we get into the injuries and kind of what they do now without Goran Dragic, what did you see early in that game that flipped on the heat? Because they, they got off to the 25-12 to 12 start. The ball was moving. 
Um, they were attacking. I thought Jimmy got off to a great start, uh, kind of attacking the two bigs. And then 75 to 30 run, which I, we've never seen anything quite like that in the finals game. What, what, what in your view happened? Well, you know, I think one of the most difficult things to do in professional sports and in general in the NBA is to blow a team out for 48 straight minutes. I remember when I played, I used to hate getting up on a team big early because, you know, it's a matter of time before they go on their run. It's a matter of time. It's very rare that you start out blowing a team out and that blowout lasts for 48 minutes. That's very rare, especially in the finals where you're the finals two teams standing. But when that team, being the Los Angeles Lakers, has a star power, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you knew it was a matter of time before they made their run. But for me, it was about the fact that the Lakers started hitting shots. You know what the Miami Heat defensive game plan is going to be. It's going to be similar to the same one they had against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be get back and build a wall and force those other guys, those other guys being, being KCP and Danny Green and Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, is going to be allow those guys to hit shots, but just keep LeBron James in front of you. The same thing they did against Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? Those guys start hitting shots. Yep. If you look at that first half, they had 11 made threes. That's a franchise record for the Lakers. Yep. But in this league, you can't stop everything. So you can't say on one hand, Let's stop LeBron, and then let's also get out and stop all the three-point shooting. When you're playing against guys of this magnitude, guys that are this good, you understand that there's something that you have to give up. And it comes down to a point of saying, we have to live with Danny Green and, and Kyle Kuzma and Caruso and KCP and those guys knocking down shots as opposed to LeBron James breaking down our defense with him finishing at the rim and doing both. So – it's a tough situation to be in, but that's why the Lakers are where they are now. If they shoot the basketball at that clip, there's nobody in this league that's going to beat them four times. No, you're right. I mean, they were shooting, they shot 65% from three in the first half. I mean, right. it's, it's, it, it was, it was ludicrous. And, and like you said, they're not a great three point shooting team. I mean, the two things that the Lakers don't do particularly well are shoot the three and guard the three. I mean, they, they do everything else well, but those, but those are the two things. And, and, you know, again, I thought the Heat's start was really good, like in terms of, and I understand what you're saying about it's tough to blow a team out uh, for sure. I don't know that they necessarily relaxed. I, I, I do think it's what you said. I think that they were playing a defense to try to take away LeBron's attacks. LeBron had only four field goal attempts in the first half. Right. You know, it, so, so they pretty much took away his attacks and they were spraying the ball out. And I did think they did a good job of moving the ball. And LeBron's so smart that he understands kind of the way that he's going to be approached. And, and look, he played for Eric. Um, you know, when he and Eric were trying to, uh, to tackle what pop, and I know you're familiar with pop, what, what pop did to him in the finals, which was basically yeah. that approach, which was <laughs> build a wall, make LeBron a sh- either a shooter or a passer, but don't allow him to attack. And it's just that their, their shooters made shots, but let's flip it. So, um, go so, ahead. So think about, think about how that first half looks. If LeBron James only has four field goal attempts and those guys that we just talked about didn't hit those three-point shots. So the thing that you just said, the Lakers aren't a great three-point shooting team. But this is a make-or-miss league. You hear it all the time. It's such a cliche statement. So imagine if they don't hit 11 threes in the first half, but they hit four. Mm -hmm. We are having a completely different conversation at halftime. But the fact that they hit 11 threes, now you have the best of both worlds. So now what that forces you to do 
automatically as a player is now overreact to that three-point shooting, which now gives LeBron a little bit more space to be aggressive, Anthony Davis a little bit more space to be aggressive. Yep. So let's get to Anthony Davis then. Because to me, that was the biggest problem for the Heat entering this series. Because there's really no good way to approach him. You have Bam out of bio, but we saw yesterday Bam picked up the two quick fouls. And Bam then, you know, sort of re-injured a shoulder injury that the Heat have been downplaying. And he's getting treatment today as we speak. And we'll see where he is for game two. He's expecting to play, but we'll see. But you're only playing one big, Antonio. This has surprised me a little bit about the direction that Eric Spolster has gone the past couple of rounds. Because he played his depth during the regular season. He played his depth early in the bubble and he's pretty much shrunk it now to like a seven and a half man rotation. Like he's, he's playing Iguodala. And again, we'll get into Dragic, but he's been playing Iguodala and hero off the bench. And then he's been giving Solomon Hill a few minutes here or there yesterday. He actually played 16 and was a plus three, but he's pretty much playing seven and a half guys. He's not playing other bigs. I mean, he didn't play Olenek yesterday until, you know, bam got hurt really. Uh, do would you how would you approach Anthony Davis because it seems like again pick your poison if you're going to put Bam on him Bam's going to pick up fouls and then you lose Bam's effectiveness if you don't put Bam on him you've got Jay Crowder who's competing but I mean just it doesn't have the length to guard AD so so what's the option and, and, I, and I tell you that this is what makes Anthony Davis one of the top five players in the world it's exactly what you just alluded to is he is a matchup nightmare. And it's not just for the Miami Heat. He's a matchup nightmare for all other 29 other teams. Yep. That's why he is who he is. So if you put a big on him, he can take you out on the perimeter and do what he does. He has guard skills, the ability to hit three-point shots, 15 to 17 feet, put the ball on the floor, create his own shot. Then you put a small on him, he can walk him down to a spot where he's comfortable and shoot over top of him. And if you are the Miami Heat, and this is the way that you have played and found success, now you have a problem. Because you basically have found success playing four smalls around one big, and that one big being Bam Adebayo. Mm -hmm. So what is the alternative? You aren't going to start playing another big because it just doesn't work. That's not when you're at your best. You know, Kelly Olenek, I, I don't know. He's going to have to compete. But we talked about this on our radio show yesterday. If they start Dwight Howard at the five, which they have no reason to go away from that, now who's guarding Anthony Davis? Now you have a small that's guarding him, a Jay Crowder, a Andre Iguodala, um, somebody who's big time undersized. So this is the best thing about the playoffs for me is it's no longer checkered. Now you're playing chess. Yeah. And to watch the coaches play chess with matchups, where they're going to double team from, how they're going to double team, are they going to double team? Um, because now with Anthony Davis, you almost have to have the same approach that you have with LeBron James and say, look, we're going to run another guy at you. You kick that ball to Kyle Kuzma, he beats us, we lose. You kick that ball to Danny Green, he beats us, we lose. You kick it to KCP, he beats us, we lose. But you cannot allow stars in this league to be that impactful and that effective along with spreading the wealth. So it may come a point where, and we did this when I played with Greg Popovich, you double Anthony Davis on the catch. The moment right. he catches that ball, you run somebody at him. And now you just you have the speed, the quickness, the agility, and the defensive IQ to rotate out of that and to cover for one another. That's just something that you have to work on on this day off, especially not knowing how impactful or how healthy Bam Adebayo is going to be moving forward. 
We'll get back to our episode with Antonio Daniels in a second. Before that, though, we want to tell you about another of the great local sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Mr. Kitchen. You can find this at mrkitchen.org. This is where you can fulfill all of your construction needs with licensed contractors, custom American-made cabinetries, 15 years of serving South Florida with showrooms in Broward and Palm Beach counties. Here's what you got to do. A lot of people have done this already. Text a picture of your kitchen to 561 561- 4001195 that's 5614001195 or check out the website mrkitchen.org if you use the code 5 on the floor that's either spelled out or with the number 5 you get 5% off of your total order so again mrkitchen.org 5614001195 and now back to the episode Right. All right. So let's get to the other part of this, which is the other side of the floor. And, and this is the side of the floor that's going to be impacted by Goran Dragic's injury, which is offensively. Uh, again, I thought that, that Jimmy's approach yesterday was great early in the game. It was, it was, I'm putting my head down and I'm going to the rim and I'm either going to get something, get fouled or get something for one of my teammates. And, and then, you know, again, the game kind of got away and, and they really fell apart when he went to the bench the first time. Um, but, the guy who's given him relief during the entire bubble experience has been Goran Dragic, where Goran has taken that responsibility, given them scoring runs. Um, you know, I know you played with a guy like Ginobili and, and he, he's been like that where he's basically given them uh, he's given them these flurries, right? I, I, what do you do now if you don't have Goran Dragic? I, I guess the first question would be, would you start hero who was kind of a disaster last night? Or do you start Kendrick Nunn, who got a little bit of rhythm, and leave Hero off the bench? And, and how do you handle the offensive distribution? Um, first, uh, to speak on Goran's impact, he's been the, the Heat's leading scorer. That says a lot. If you go back to the last series against the Boston Celtics, Jimmy Butler did not lead them in scoring one game. But yet, they still beat the Celtics in six. That speaks to the depth of this team and guys understanding their roles. And I say that to say this, in understanding your roles, one of the things you have to learn to do is embrace your role. Tyler Hero has embraced his role coming off the bench. I wouldn't change that. He's comfortable in what he's doing now. He knows when he's coming in. He knows what's expected. Um, for me, it comes to the point, and I, and, and I heard Van Gundy speak to this last night, and it's such a cliche statement, but it's true. It's a next man up mentality. That next man is Kendrick Nunn. And it's not like Kendrick yeah. Nunn hasn't played all year. He had one of the best years, seasons this year as a rookie. So it's not like you're relying on a guy that hasn't proven that he can play in this system and with these guys. And last night, it was nice to see him find the rhythm. I don't believe in garbage minutes. As a role player in this league for 13 years, I do not believe in garbage minutes. Mm -hmm. When you say, oh, well, the game mm -hmm. is over. No, what you found yesterday is Kendrick Nunn found an opportunity to get himself some rhythm to get himself some rhythm that he has not had the opportunity to get throughout these entire playoffs, and he got it last night. For that alone, I would start him next game, especially if Goran's not ready to go, if he's not going to take an injection or whatever it may be, and keep everything business as usual. Keep Tyler Hero coming off the bench with Andre Iguodala and some spot minutes here for uh, Solomon Hill. Okay, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I've come around to that, and, and like you said, I mean – Kendrick was an effective player for them the entire season. And then in the bubble between the combination of getting there late because of COVID, I know he was dealing with some personal issues. He had to leave the bubble for, 
and everything else that's kind of taken place. And then Hero's emergence and kind of putting the ball more in Dragic's hands, he got pushed to the background. But I, what I saw last night was the Kendrick Nunn I saw for the first three, four weeks right. of the season, who kind of came out of nowhere as a starter. He was aggressive. He was getting to his mid-range. Uh, he was getting to the cup. And, and he does different things than Goran does. But he does some of the same things that Goran does because Goran is not – He's not a, a typical distributing point guard. I mean, he's never averaged more than five and a half assists. He, he's, he's more, again, he'll get stuff for others, but, but primarily is looking for himself. So, so in that context then, because, again, you said, you know, get the spot minutes for Solomon Hill. Is there anybody else that maybe Eric's not using that you think could be effective? I mean, can, is there a role for Kelly in this series? Because, I mean, Kelly Olenek was a big part of what they did in the regular season. It's just It feels like they've gotten totally away from it. They may not that. have a choice. He may not have a choice. And sometimes through injury, it forces your hand. Um, but also, like, this is the playoffs. So, you know how you hear styles make fights? And when you go through these different rounds, maybe these um, matchups weren't what was best for the team collectively to pay Kelly Olenek. You know what I mean? You look at, a, mm-hmm. look at the Lakers, for example. You know, Dwight Howard was incredibly impactful in the, the Denver Nuggets series. Right. But in the series against Houston, him and JaVale McGee rarely played. In the series against the Miami Heat, who knows how impactful he can possibly be because of the matchups. These playoffs are all about matchups. Sometimes what you've done throughout the course of the season, because of who you're playing, and you're playing the same team four out of seven times, it doesn't allow you the opportunity to do what you've done all year. Sometimes it forces you to go away from what you've become accustomed to doing all year. But I tell you what, preparation plus opportunity equals success. So Kendrick Nunn Mm -hmm. and Kelly Olenek, you have been preparing for this opportunity all year long. Gorn Gorn goes down, bam, may be um, a little bit injured throughout the course of this playoff series. So if you are Kendrick Nunn and you are Kelly Olenek and possibly somebody like Myers Leonard, because he has size, he has strength, yeah. and he can shoot the ball, you have to be preparing yourself for this situation even when you're not playing. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safe cubbies.com which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget you can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards magnetic panels acrylic sheets and graphic branding most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes now this is for workplaces they've got a bunch of different options on their professional series but also they've got private room solutions dividers and sneeze guards and they have a classroom series as well so if you're involved with the school this is definitely something your school should check out of course if we have school in the fall and that's the point here we were entering a new normal period with COVID-19 safecubbies.com which is locally owned is the place that you want to go the phone number is 754-216-1071 again that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com yeah, Myers Leonard has come up a lot with the fan base, and, and I, I think the fans appreciate Myers because, you know, again, he was a starter the whole season. That starting lineup with Kendrick Nunn in it, by the way, both of them, was, was one of the better starting lineups in the league. 
And then Myers has been pushed to the bench and he's been totally engaged with his team and, and incredibly supportive and has handled the situation well. But that is one of the things I actually thought about was, would you go this far? And then I want to get to a separate question with you related to Goran and then Anthony Davis. Would you go this far as to just go to the starting lineup you had in the regular season? Because as good as Jay Crowder has been, it would seem to me like if you played Myers and Nunn, who played with, you know, Robinson, uh, you know, again, Dragic wasn't a starter during the season. So they played with Robinson, Bam, and Butler in the regular season. That group has familiarity. Right. Um, and, then, and then you would kind of resolve the problem of, of Bam and, and AD because, you know, at least – you know, you have the second big in there, even if it's for just one stint start of the first half, one stint start of the second half, which is pretty much all Dwight's going to play anyway, um, or has been playing. And, and you get that group together. You, put, you bring Crowder off the bench with Iguodala and Hero, and you've kind of filled out your bench again. Would that make well, any sense? Well, okay, the question I have is, I don't know how Myers Leonard um, alleviates the problem of Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo. Okay. Okay. Because you still match Myers Leonard up with Dwight Howard. So Bam Adebayo was still on Anthony Davis. And the thing is, like, we have to understand, every, every young star in this league has gone through it. Like, this is something, this is a part of the growth process. Yes. You cannot expedite experience. So this is something Bam's going to have to go through. You don't want to get to a point where you're saying, no, we need to do whatever we can to keep Bam Adebayo off of Anthony Davis. No, no, no. This is how he learns. This is exactly how he learns. And this will pay dividends in the future. Bam is one of the best rim protectors and individual defenders and versatile defenders in this league. That's a challenge that he should want to take and accept. If Anthony right. Davis gets the best of him, so what? Who cares? Right. You know, this is about the growth process. I said yesterday on our show, I honestly feel like Myers Leonard is not a bad go-to because yeah. with Dwight Howard, that gives someone, one, that can use fouls, two, that can use his body, his physicality. And Dwight Howard's just not going to throw around and so on and so forth. And three, it forces you to put Bam Adebayo on Anthony Davis gotcha. as opposed to having Jay Crowder or somebody smaller on Anthony Davis. You gotcha. know, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that especially with Goran being out, I'm not opposed to that whatsoever. Going back to what's familiar, especially when the matchups that you have with Miami, when you look player to player, it's almost like, wow, th this works. You know, yeah. um, if you go with the familiarity that you had all year, you know, you can match up Myers with Dwight. You can match up AD with Bam Adebayo. And you just go down the line, and th that's not a bad look whatsoever. And the, and the other thing is it allows you to bring two veteran experienced wings off the bench, off the bench. To, right. to, to match up with Crowder and Iguodala and then allow Hero to handle some of the ball handling and the scoring. And you've filled out your eight-man rotation. You have Hill or DJJ for spot minutes. Uh, and, and you still are deep enough that you can compete. Because I, 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 you know, if Jimmy's going to take the LeBron challenge anyway, then – I, to me, that's what would make the most sense. I got one more thing for you, uh, Antonio, because I know you got your own show to do. Uh, just from a player perspective, um, and kind of, again, 13 years of, of playing through injuries and, and, and trying to get to the next game, if you were Goran Dragic, and more importantly, if you're the Miami Heat along with Goran Dragic, do you even risk it? I mean, I understand that Goran yes. has uh, – you do. Yes. Okay, T tell me why. Yes. And, and, and it depends on what you mean by risk it, though. 
because if you're telling me as a doctor that I can get injected and I can't hurt myself anymore, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. If I feel like I can go out there and contribute and help my team win, I'm trying. No, like you don't make it this far. And like there, there's two sides to this. Because everybody has a different pain tolerance. You can remember Joe Johnson years back yes, did the same exact thing. Yeah, he played right? with it. And he played with it and he got an injection, but he was not very effective either. No. He was not very effective. So th- this comes down to Goran feeling like, because I-, I never feel like a player should feel like he has to play. I don't have a choice. I have to play. Because if you're not the best version of yourself, or you don't feel like you can really contribute and help this team win games, then you're hurting the team more than helping the team. Mm -hmm. It comes a point where just like you do on the floor, you have to do off the floor and trust your teammates to do their job. Now, if you tell me as a doctor, like, man, you know, this is as bad as it can possibly get. You can't go out there and tear it anymore, or you can't hurt yourself for the future or whatever it may be. I'm going to give it a shot. But if you tell me, you know what, listen, I, I would suggest that this is something that you don't do because you're risking further injury, then I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have my, my suit on or whatever it may be inside that bubble, and I'm going to trust Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and the rest of that Heat team like I've done all year long. Yeah, no, it's a great point, and there's a couple of other factors that go into this. The Heat have a lot of experience with this particular injury, um, dating all the way back to Tim Hardaway in the late 90s who dealt with it for a long time. Um, and they also tend to, to go on the side of caution. We saw that in the Chris Bosch situation. It's going to be Goran who pushes. I mean, I, I just knowing Goran, like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be Goran who tries to play. I mean, the guy in terms of competitors, you know, he's top 10 in the history of this franchise. And I, I, I think he's going to try to push it. Um, but again, if he's not effective, that does raise the question of whether you make it worse. I mean, I, I right. go, we, we had, we had Stan Van Gundy here on the, on the pod a couple weeks ago. And one of the things we talked about was the 2009 finals where Jameer Nelson came back uh, after Ray for Alston was playing pretty well during that run with Dwight, of course. And Jameer just didn't have it in the finals. And we almost would have been better off if he hadn't played at all. Uh, and I, I, I worry a little bit about that situation. There's also the other factor, Antonio Dragic is a free agent after this year. And I, you know, I, all indications are the heat. We're going to take care of him with a big one year payout over the cap, keep their flexibility. And then, you know, give him sort of the, you know, the, the, you know, the retirement contract after that, a couple of years at less money. Um, And then he was on board with that. And I guess if he has that comfort level that the heat are going to, you know, take care of him after the off season anyway, then maybe that affects this a little bit, but if he doesn't have that comfort level, then does that, you know, does that affect it? Do you say, you know, I'm now, a... I mean, the thing is, there's nothing you can do now. Right. Right. You know, it, it, is, right. it is now like, you know, you, you, you played yourself into a position where you hope that every time you step on that floor, you're auditioning for 29 other teams, you know? So it, you, if it gets to a point where the Miami heat don't take care of them and the Miami heat, they're extremely professional in what they do. So what I would, I would expect them to, um, and this is a conversation that you have with Eric Sposter. This is a conversation you, meaning Goran, has with Sposter, that he has with Riley, that he has with Jimmy Butler. And then you guys kind of talk about this. You know, is this worth me coming back? You know, or is it, because we often tell you another thing we got to understand. This is going to be a quick turnaround. Yeah. This is going to be a really, really, really quick turnaround. As Adam Silver said, this season is about to start again in January. That's what everyone's um, 
planning for. Yeah. So understand, January is three months away. We just start October today. You got October, November, December is probably when you'll start training camp. Mm-hmm. So you have to be cognizant of that as well. And this is not something that you want not just to happen now, but also to linger and carry over into next season. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I do agree with you. I, I think that, you know, there's an understanding with Goran. There's a five-year relationship. There's trust. Uh, I, I would anticipate that, you know, they're going to say to him, look, you're, you're with us anyway, and, and we're going to get you the one year. And, and then again, we're going to keep our flexibility for 21 and then you'll be with us to retire here. And I think Goran's a guy who could actually get his number seven retired up in the rafters at some point, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, Antonio Daniels really appreciate you taking the time with us again. He's the, uh, he's the Pelicans. He's on the Pelicans broadcast team as an analyst, but also on Sirius XM NBA. Thanks for doing it. Great stuff. For sure. Thanks for having me, brother. You stay safe. You too. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.